picture it. You're back in high school. An important test is fast approaching, and you don't have much time left to study. You make a schedule on when you're going to study, and you believe you're going to follow it. But as the days go by, you realize you haven't been following your schedule at all, and you've been wasting your time on social media or video games. You feel terrible doing it, but you do it anyways. You sit the test, and you can't answer the simplest questions. The terrible feeling in you grows. A week later, your tests are returned, and you find out you failed, and it fuels this terrible feeling. If you had to put a name to it, what would that feeling be? Now, for those of you who've never had to worry about failing a test, either because you're smart enough or you just don't care enough, that feeling right there is shame. Shame is a self-judging feeling that's targeted directly towards you. Why am I like this? What's wrong with me? I'm broken. These thoughts characterize shame. Now, it's important to note the distinction between shame and guilt. Guilt is feeling sorry for something you've done, while shame is feeling sorry for existing. Guilt is action-oriented, while shame is you-oriented. And of the two, shame is the deeper emotion. Shame is a raw emotion. While guilt is also partly social norms, feelings of shame are highly correlated with addiction, with depression, violence, aggression, bullying, suicide. The list goes on. Because when you have an inherent belief that you're worthless, nothing's off the table. You can do just about anything to yourself, and you can lash out to others too. Self-harm is a symptom of shame. Substance abuse is a symptom of shame. Bullying other people is you projecting your shame onto someone else. And whatever you do, these feelings are amplified because of it, because your mind takes it as proof that your belief in your worthlessness is real. It's circular. The belief fuels the action, which further fuels the belief. That's what low self-esteem really looks like. And this is something that you have to be very aware of. If your actions are justifying a belief you may have about yourself, consider the possibility that that belief existed before the action. If you do something horrible and you conclude that you're unlovable, consider the possibility that your belief caused you to do that horrible action. One of the ways shame affects our actions is that shame isolates people. By definition, you wouldn't want people to find out your shameful self, and you seek to hide yourself away from the judging eyes of others. You'd stay away from your existing friends and, God forbid, making new ones, because the key to starting and maintaining friendships, and really just about anything you do in life, is self-esteem. Things have to be worth the effort. You have to be worth the effort. And there are many reasons why you'd end up this way. Maybe you really did do something terrible to someone else, or maybe you've been taught that unknowingly at some point in life. 
either by your caretakers or the people around you. What then is to be done about shame? Now, whenever we feel ashamed, there's a few things we have to examine within ourselves. The first thing you have to do is to re-examine your ideal self. You have to know what it is that you want yourself to be. The existence of our ideal shames us. It's supposed to shame us to action, and sometimes it does that. But sometimes it goes too far. Oftentimes, especially when we're young, our ideals are very unrealistic. Perfection is something that we dream of, something that we strive for, and that's a necessary thing to have. But the moment this image of perfection affects your life in a negative way, that's grounds for a re-examination of your ideal. This isn't about practicing self-love and saying that you're perfect just the way you are. It's about self-compassion and understanding that you and the people around you are flawed. The next thing you have to re-examine are your views on other people. How highly do you think of other people? It's really easy for us to think that other people have it much better than us, and that they're happier than we are, especially in a time of social media where all they ever put up is their happiest front. But understand that everyone else is flawed in some way, and that deep down, we're all fighting our own demons. No one truly has it easy, and so you shouldn't feel bad about yourself when you're struggling. Self-compassion and compassion to others go hand in hand. These things are easier said than done, and before you can do these two things, you have to learn to be vulnerable. You have to learn to see vulnerability as a strength, not a weakness. You have to allow yourself. To make mistakes and to not have those mistakes define you, you have to distinguish failing from being a failure. You have to distance yourself from the actions you make. What you do is not a complete reflection of who you are. Bad people can do good things, and good people can do bad things. And when you're vulnerable, and you put yourself out there. What you're also doing is that you're giving the people around you a chance to be vulnerable too, and there's going to be some people who react negatively to that, who wouldn't tolerate your vulnerability. Think toxic masculinity. But there's going to be people who understand that you're being vulnerable, and they're going to appreciate your vulnerability. Better still, they're going to share their own vulnerabilities with you, and you can truly connect with people through this. And when you frame this to benefit other people and not just yourself, what you'll find is that you'll have an easier time doing it, because we're actually a lot more altruistic than people think we are. It's a lot easier for us to put in effort to the people outside of us, and we're actually a lot more compassionate to other people than we are to ourselves. This is something we have to take advantage of. This drive to help people. It's not about putting others above yourself. Understand that. It's about realizing that we're all equally valuable, and that if you can value other people, you can do that for yourself as well. 
When we're ashamed, being vulnerable will feel like the absolute opposite of what our shame is telling us to do. Shame tries to put up a front to look good, to look perfect, but we're not, and no one is. And the sooner we can practice self-compassion, this ability to accept our mistakes and failings, the sooner we can connect with other people. If there's anything you can take away from this episode, anything at all, it's that we need to be more comfortable talking about our own failings and vulnerabilities at an individual level and a societal level. Imagine the world we could have if everyone practiced vulnerability and compassion to themselves and to others. Let's all stumble towards that goal together.